Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to The Wrong Station Pledge Drive. The Wrong Station is only possible with the support of listeners like you. Become a subscriber today by visiting patreon.com slash thewrongstation. You'll receive access to bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes discussions, our new book club, and so much more. Today, The Wrong Station is proud to present Barmbrack, written by Alexander Saxton and performed by Oliver Smith. October 31st in a new country, and it was already black cold outside, with hard frost forming on standing puddles and a bitter grit falling from the lightless sky. But it was warm inside the small pub, and Siobhan had arrived with a large wicker basket covered in white cloth, and the smell coming out from underneath the linen was rich and wholesome, smelling of home. Barmbrack! She announced to great sighs and shouts of delight. Placing the basket down on the table, she whipped off the cloth, revealing a heaped pile of fresh-baked rolls, gold-crusted top and leopard-spotted with sultanas, raisins, chunks of candied date. The drinkers gathered around, their bodies dim in the candlelight. All of them heavy-framed, heavy-handed from a life of hard work. But with the warm barm brack in their hands, they looked like children again. The years and cares falling away for one short moment, revealing the half-formed sprites, the might-have-beens. Now, Siobhan, have you made these the traditional way? Asked Seamus Cowan, giving his raw and experimental sniff. Course I have. And do they have trinkets in them? Asked Maeve. Some do, some don't. She held up one of the barm bracks. Twenty loaves, she informed them. One of them's got the coin baked into it. One of them's got the ring. You got the coin, you'll be a rich man this year. You get the ring. <laughs> you'll be married before the year's done. What about the rag? Declan O'Brien was looking dubiously at his bun. Had enough bad luck this year. Don't really need to risk finding more of it baked into my dessert. Well, none of us do. Siobhan was a steady and solid woman, kind and orderly in her ways. Figured it was hard enough without the barn bracks making it worse, so I left out all the bad prizes this year. No rag, no stick, just the coin and the ring. Well, what about the pay? asked Maeve. No pay either. Don't need anyone else getting poor in this community. No, you've got it wrong, said Maeve. That's the bean, not the pay. The bean's the worst one, and the pay's the best. Everyone knows that. I thought the pay was the bad one, said Seamus Cowan. It's not exactly worth as much as a coin, now is it? Worth a hell of a lot more if you ask me, said Maeve. 
pay means you're not getting married this year. That got a general laugh, except from Seamus Cowan, who frowned. Well, what's so great about that? he asked. I'd like to get married. He'd blundered right into a trap. And that, said Maeve, is exactly why I don't. This earned another general round of applause, and Maeve made a few mock bows while people tossed small coins at her. Either way, said Siobhan, when she didn't have to raise her voice too much, there's no pea and no bean either. There's nothing in these loaves except for flour, fruit, a ring, and a coin. And a bit of cream for richness. Well, if you say so, said Declan O'Brien, still looking at his bread like a possible enemy. A bit of a born loser, people said about Declan. He was a scarecrowish man, with a ragged black coat and lank hair greying prematurely. Still seems like playing with fire, if you ask me. Oh, eat the bread, Declan, shouted Maeve. Siobhan slaved over it, and it's sown. There was a general scramble for the basket, and after a moment or two, everybody had their loaf. And on Siobhan's count of three, people began to crack them open, and the air filled anew with the rich fragrances contained therein. For a few moments, not many people talked, except to mumble thanks and appreciation to Siobhan, because they really were spectacular loaves. The silence was only broken when Porig Ash whooped and jumped up on the table and began to dance a little jig. Ha-ha! Something gold and shiny sparkled as he juggled it between his fingers. Somebody's gonna be a rich man this year! A chorus of laughs and boos and congratulations and mild curses was broken when Maeve shouted, Oh, piss! Revealing despondently to the room that she'd found the ring in her loaf. And moreover, that it fit her perfectly. Oh, good, said Seamus Cowan. Well, I guess that makes things simple for us, eh? For once, the wave of general laughter went against Maeve, and she scowled, folding her arms and retreating to a corner. When relative silence fell, Declan O'Brien raised his voice at last. Ah, Siobhan, he said. I don't suppose you could tell me what you've baked into my cake. The room went silent as he raised the two halves to show him. Siobhan turned pale as milk. I... uh, she stammered. I didn't put that in there. And a chill passed through the room as they saw what he was holding, for they all believed Siobhan immediately. She was a kind and steady woman, not the sort to play pranks, and less so the kind to play a prank like this. A small and armoured thing was baked inside of Declan's loaf, with a pale body and segmented legs, and a long, straight stinger that thrust obscenely out from its abdomen. Small enough to fit in the palm of your hand, large enough that a weight of its cool, clicking body would drive its bristly hairs into your skin. A creature of the desert, Declan murmured, bending close. Like us, a stranger in a new land. Then he glanced up at the crowd. You don't suppose it's an omen of anything, do you? 
and as he waited for some reply, the creature suddenly shook itself to life and scuttled onto his bony wrist and stung him right in the blue vein of his forearm. The whole stinger went in, nearly two inches deep. Then, the creature was lost inside his clothes. Ah! He exclaimed, as everybody shouted, jumping backward to their feet. I suppose an omen after all. Then, he fluttered up his eyelids, leaned back in his chair, and died. When the shock had passed, and their frenzied search for the lethal creature had ended fruitless, they all sat back in their chairs and drank ale and picked at their loaves in silence. Siobhan was sobbing in the corner, and Seamus Cowan was doing a half-hearted and ineffective job of comforting her. Maeve was the first one to speak. Poor Declan, she murmured. I was going to marry him. <laughs>